0: What up, whiskey ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. Hope you got fat. Hope you got fat yesterday. Did you get all fatty patty, huh? Huh? You you get all swollen on that trip to Pan? Fall asleep watching a big game with the boys. Drink too many beers. I hope everybody had a great uh, Thanksgiving. I hope uh, you're taking this time to relax, uh, cure that hangover with some good old fashioned whiskey ginger. My guest today, love this dude. Taron Killam, how funny, how funny, how cool, how smooth, big whiskey guy. Love this dude. Check him out. Uh, Check me out. Check it out, dude. I'm going to be in Boston. I'm going to be in Boston for New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve Eve. If you don't come, I'm going to break your legs. Come see me. Uh, I got a bunch of shows up. I got three right now. Uh, AndrewSantino.com. Boston, come see your boy. AndrewSantino.com. Tell a friend. Tell everyone you know that lives in the area. New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve Eve you got a lot of options. AndrewSantino.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like that, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers, oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to we Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it. Once again today, it is the first time, hopefully not the last time, with Taryn Killam. Taryn? Andrew, I like you so much. Cheers, man. That's uh, cheers. All, say no more. That's no, the end that's of the episode it. right there. That's, that's all I it. Need to know. I hope
1: this is an hour of just people watching two guys become friends.
0: Very good friends is what I hope. Also, you um, walked in. Woof. Yeah. Delicious.
1: I mean, just. Delicious.
0: The best. The best. Uh, you walked in and you said to me. I started a whiskey brand this summer no no even
1: even less impressive but more informative I made a whiskey this summer for my own private use ah. I have two 50 gallon barrels aging on a property that my wife and I own in Canada whoa I did a I did a like a, a week long course and I, I sort of asked. Hey, I'm excited about the I'm fat. I love whis- I love whiskey. Yeah. Um, they said, <laughs> all right, we got call this number. Um no, but I said, I want to take your distilling course that you have. I'm also interested in purchasing the batch, if that's something you would consider. Right. And they're a smaller distillery, so they're like, Yeah, we think so. Well, we, we can help you out with that. And wow. and we like we had to do it in like I bought whatever five hundred, you know, three liter bottles or whatever. Right. right. Um, but uh we did the mash. They showed me how to strip still, how to column still, the whole process. They showed us how they make their neutral spirits. Um, I went all in. I know more now about alcohol than I ever thought I would because wow. I didn't start drinking till I was about thirty years old. What, what, uh, why? Um, I didn't like the taste. I have a sweet tooth. In the church? I I didn't. I no? didn't. I a lot, so I, I like a majority of my developmental years were in Big Bear, California. Cool. A lot of churches up there, oh, a lot yeah. of faith. Yeah, no culture yeah. <laughs> or, or minimal culture. Um, it, I think, I think mostly it was about control. Like I, I, didn't like the idea of not being in control of my own facilities. Yeah, but it was also a taste thing where I just like I'd rather have a Coca Cola than than any of these foul tasting things. Cut to uh, one of the more stressful jobs I've ever had. <laughs> Drove <laughs> me to drink. <laughs> You're talking about one of your animated uh, jobs that you did, I I'm talking right? about Wild and yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. Wild and Out. Dude, so, uh, so good. It's stressful. You got to come up with it on the spot. You got to be Top Wild of the right dome. on the spot.
0: Top of the dome. You got to be Wild and Out.
1: Um, no, I got really sick working in New York, like so congested. And someone I was working with was like, you know, because you don't drink, you should try some whiskey. You should try, like, just a bourbon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably knock you out. And they were so right. It yeah. saved my life. And it was the first time that I in- had ingested alcohol with, like, a functional purpose. And then, so, so that kind of opened the door. I got married when I was 30. Um, we went on a honeymoon um, that April. And we went to like a, 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 like in the Caribbean, like a small island, this like very nice resort. And my wife was like, are you going to do it? If ever you were going to really go for it, this is the place to do it. True. You're safe. You know, if, if you swim out, you'll wash away and <laughs> become a memory. Um, no, but, but she's like, do it, do it. So I would have probably like two Jack and Cokes, maybe three if I was pushing. I'm like, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. I don't understand going past this limit. Our third night there, she says to the bartender, make me your favorite thing to make. Like a fun thing that nobody ever orders. And he made her a mudslide. Ooh, okay. And so if you've learned any little bit about my history, my my flavor profile, sweets, sugar, and it's just a chocolate milkshake. Yeah. I'd already probably had two or so Jack and Cokes and then had three mudslides. Oh, boy. And that was the first time where I felt the true effects. Right. And it was like me and my new wife and me going like, look where we are. <laughs> <laughs> look at how far we've come. <laughs> look at our life. And I learned that I'm a very emotional drunk and, yeah. uh, and and got up to go to the bathroom and did the wobble. And that was the beginning of the end.
0: But emotional in a good way. It's it's yes. It's better than the Jack Hide thing where it's like... Angry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get yeah. sentiment. I get like really nostalgic. I'll be like, "Remember when we used to hang out at it?" And people are yeah. like, "Dude, shut up." we told the story like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather yeah. be that guy than the guy. that's like, shut up. Yeah, and yeah. Trying yeah. to fight the whole bar for sure. By the way, is that why your kid's name is Mudslide? Is that yeah? This, yeah wow, exactly. that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I was yeah. like, no, why name is yeah. Child Mudslide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool, man. Th- they bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, I don't want to harp on it too much, even though we I, we don't know each other that well at all. Well. I know you in a parasocial way, right? That's what's so funny. is like, I know... We have a lot of mutuals. Yeah, we have a lot of mutual friends. Yes. And that show that will not be named... <laughs> we can name it, it. No, but it did a lot of things. It did a lot of things to a lot of different people. And I've heard all... Of, I've had so many friends be a part of the institution. Yes. So many people that have come and gone through my life. Uh, did you... I tested Pete's year. Oh, Pete okay. Davidson's year. Okay. You were... Just, on the show, you were just you, was it? Were you still on, or were you leaving? No,
1: I uh, when Pete came on, I think I I feel like Pete and I did maybe two seasons w- yeah, together. Yeah, one or two. Okay, that's One right. or two seasons together. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I was over there, and the emotions that people had about that place was always so wild to me. So when I would go back to yeah. visit, yeah, it felt kind of nice because I there was no pressure for me to just come hang, and for I felt. Sure. The you guys of it, like I felt Beck and Kyle, and yeah, it's it was so interesting to like uh, see it from my outside, not having not gotten in. It's a very complicated thing. It's a very
1: complicated thing because there's nothing like it, and I do find like you 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 spend some time away from it, yeah. and and you start to get a little more perspective and appreciate the high highs and try to forget about the low lows a little bit more. Um, it's also like. Probably probably the the number one thing I've learned speaking about it publicly is that it is a beloved institution, yeah that for anybody of our generation is older than us, and no one really wants to hear you complain about
0: <laughs> like, no, like, like, like,
1: in the way where you go like you won't understand its but it's also like, yeah, but like if that's your worst problem. We should all be so lucky, and and I'm much more in that place. Like I just had dinner with a couple of people who left recently, and it was so healthy for me (laughs) to kind of sit and see the freshness of. I think I think so much of it is just stamina, right? Of just like it just is where it's six days a week, and it's the hardest most demanding, most judgmental job that, that you worship, right? Like my my new epiphany is that for a lot of my life, I was like probably, I think arrogant in a healthy way. And that I was like, I went through high school and college and early industry, kind of not caring what people thought of me, kind of going like, no, I'm good and I'm going to yeah. be good. And I deserve, and working there. Really was the first time where I cared so much what the people around me thought of me, that that in some ways it started to cripple me a little bit or get mm-hmm. me in my head in a way that I wasn't used to. Um, and I think like people have said before, you know, it kind of can bring out the worst in you, and that is true. But if you are lucky enough to be on it, uh, you know, I worked on it on the show for six years everything that comes from now on is because of it yeah. and 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 I'm very aware of that and and yeah so that dinner that dinner with the recent graduates was like oh i remember oh yeah 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 <laughs> but i've i've now almost been off the show for as long as i was on it yeah. so it's like a breakup where they say like you need half the time of the relationship to oh, fully what, get said? over that yeah that's maybe what i've that, heard or maybe right, i just yeah. made that up <laughs> yeah yeah you um, that's
0: a you thing but that's, that's great pretty, i do like that i'm going to take it yeah, with me yeah
1: so you know it's um it's it it, it is was will forever be my dream job yeah. like it was my golden ticket from the time you know, I always loved the show my whole life, but I did I did Mad TV with Bobby Lee. We got hired together, and after doing that, it became much more attainable, kind of to me. Yeah, and I dedicated a lot of focus and energy and work and discipline towards that goal and achieved it. And that
0: is still it's uh, surreal to me. It's yeah. surreal. Well, you're only you're, there's only a handful of people that did. There's only two cast members or three that did Mad TV and SNL, isn't that true? I only think it's two of us. Yeah, yeah. me and and Jeff? Jeff Richards. Yeah, you and yeah. Jeff. Yeah, that's so yeah. weird, man. It was it, it because is. you would assume that they might steal people over the years. Like in your mind, you're like, "Well, they could probably steal a few people." But there's at least two and a half that like Peel
1: was hired. I guess that's true. Yeah, and Mad didn't let him out of his contract, and it
0: tanked <laughs> his career. Where are you at now, Jordan Peele? I mean, what do you think he's doing right now, dude? (laughs) Just scrounging for pennies somewhere in a fountain in a mall? Sad guy, dude. That's what you get. That's what you get. Just looking at something and going,
1: I like that shade of purple, and then turning it into one of the most striking, memorable, (laughs) cinematic
0: tableaus we've ever seen. He's doing pretty good. Thank you, Danite. He's doing pretty good. But you're doing really good, dude. You're you're constantly, you have your fingers in something, and that's impressive because also when you get out of snl some people need like a some people just i need i feel like a lot of people are like i don't they're confused or they're you know i don't know they just don't know what they want the next thing to be sure and like i said we have both we have friends that have i've that i've seen do that thing where they're like i don't fucking know what i want to do man yeah because i'm a little overwhelmed from that and i'm gonna go to the mountains for a year which i know guys that did that so it's like yeah it's nice that you kind of you came out of the gate running anyway it's not like you let it kind of i mean you went right on a sitcom right away uh sort of yeah
1: i got to do hamilton for like the year after i got off the show which was the best kind of healthiest uh rebound job yeah and then and then yeah that when i came out here we did we did single parents for two seasons which was like the sweetest best gig i've ever had like, i loved it. i loved that gig so much um and the money I've been very is, lucky. money isn't bad money it, it money pads <laughs> it pads any future creative choices for a little bit that's right sure.
0: that's right now you can kind of pick do you you can buy you, want. Gallon, you can buy barrels of whiskey, right. whiskey to just and land in sit canada. on for years yeah where in canada can you say uh, bc yeah oh. bc
1: like 3 hours north of vancouver i love british columbia same
0: same same. I married that's a BC so nice. girl. So oh, oh, that's she's kind from up of there. how. Yeah, yeah. I love it up there, man. Although every time I go to Vancouver, I'm like, this city's amazing. And then I get online and I'm like, is that a eight million dollar apartment in Vancouver? Yeah. I had no. I didn't know for years it was like that. I thought it was expensive, but yes, it's like New York. If you it uh, it's.
1: Comparable, if not slightly more competitive um, for many reasons. If you like do research, Vancouver's always voted in the top five cities globally to live like ideal places to live. There's also a big transference of, chinese money that comes Lots. over a lot Same of down chinese here, money but i
0: mean way more up there
1: yeah yeah in that they're they kind of try to do the da- the balance of regulations and that like yes we like money <laughs> and 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 this is good for us in some ways but what will happen is that because of the communist government uh, successful uh, Chinese citizens will come to Vancouver, buy an eight million dollar apartment, and let it sit I've as an that, investment. Yeah, yeah.
0: No one, there's a, there's places where somebody tell, told me people weren't living in half of the building, but they were. Yes. It was already bought. Yes, that's, that's a thing. Creepy to me. It's an interesting thing. Well, it is one of the most livable. Pla- what's the what's the number one place to die in the world? That's what I kind of want to know. Oh my god! What do you think that would be to die? Yeah, number one. Number one place to die. Um. I feel like an
1: like an icier place, like a Norway, right? Or something like a viking I was like going like to say Reykjavik. Iceberg-y. I was going to say
0: Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think we nailed it. Okay, we got it? Yeah, we got it. We did it. we we'll move right. on. <laughs> That's it. We know exactly where you should be dying. Yeah. You're, you're born and raised here. Are you going to live yeah. in California, you think, for the rest of your life? Oh, what an interesting
1: question. I have two daughters who yeah. are in school here now, and that really dictates a lot of our life right now. You can always um, get rid of them, though.
0: Yeah. You can leave them somewhere. I have friends that have left kids all over the country. Huh. Yeah. You just pick up and move on. It's kinda strange. There's this whole like daddy, where you going? Mommy, where you been? And you kind of just take off. I've been cursed with two children I like. Oh, you love them? So stinks.
1: Yeah, unconditionally, unfortunately. That stinks, man. Um when they're gone out of the house or any other by any other means right. that you may help me with right. off off camera. <laughs> yeah. Um I think we could spend a lot more time in BC. I, I know we'd like to get back to New York. Yeah. Um, both my wife and I got to do some Broadway theater when we were there and fell in love. You know, that was the dream before the dream in many ways. So um, we don't know. But London. I'd like yeah, to live in
0: London. That would be cool. I like London a lot. I love London. I'm yeah. going there at the beginning of the year just to go. Yeah. And people were like, you're going to go in January? And I was like, mm-hmm. And they're like, why? I'm like, I, I, I grew up... You grew up in cold, yeah. Yeah, a nightmare city of of cold. So then when I went out west, (laughs) I was like, I sometimes like the bitter, absolute nonsense cold. It's kind of fun. When somebody goes, why would you go there then? It's like, because I don't have to live in it. Mm -hmm. I just get to go touch it for a while and then go back home. It's novel. It's also
1: like a city, you know, if Chicago is
0: 250 years old, this is like... Uh, 250 two, million 1200, years old. You yeah. yeah, know what I mean? 1,200 it's years old. It's, 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 it's beautiful. The, I also want my places like London to be cold and wet when I go into a pub to get annihilated drunk that's what i want it to fair. be dreary fair and, and wise yes that's wise you don't like when you walk out of a bar in la and it's sunny it's boring yeah you're like oh i messed up am i on a tv show i feel yeah. like it's like i'm being filmed <laughs> yeah at all times i like it to feel like i come out of a bar at night and it's cold and wet new york has that a lot too when uh-huh. i get out of bars out of like basement yes. bars you're like oh this is great that was those were some of like the most meditative like like
1: pristine moments where like a long night. And you're like, I don't know if I'll ever be funny again or if I ever was funny, Yeah. but it's, you know, three forty four in the morning. And this sh- just, the streets are covered in snow and yeah. it's just you. And you're, you
0: know, and like a taxi and uh-huh. you're like,
1: this is the most magical place in the world. It is.
0: Yeah. It tr- no, New York truly is one of those spots where I do want to move there, but I'm afraid if I do, I'll disappear. Mm. Like, I will just get lost in the sauce and I'll be bar hopping mm. all night pretending to be like, I'm writing something. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just yeah. drinking and meeting up with people way too much. That city can pull you into just having fun all of the time. Yes. Unless you have a high-pressure job where you have to work six days a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. And then... <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. then you, then that's you the then balance. You, yeah, that's
0: the balance <laughs> of all of it. What do you think was, was... I'm glad you said that, honestly, about saying, I don't know if I'll be funny again. We've all had these moments of like... Mm you know we've all the you're like i'm not funny this isn't funny and this is annoying and you know that's not true but what you're saying to yourself is like i'm sick of whatever i'm ideating it's Mm -hmm. not it's i don't like any of this shit Mm -hmm. of course a lot of it's probably still funny yeah but you're like eh, it's yucky about whatever is spinning in my mind these weeks or months or whatever is there or was there a time when the opposite happened right when it was like you wrote something for the show or something else you did where you're like this is exactly what I'm supposed to fucking do. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like is there a moment and the reason I I asked that is because, you know, having to come up with your own shit for that show in particular makes you kind of it broadens your comedy experience that you already had prior to the show, but then when you come out of the show, are there have there been projects that you've worked on or even on there that you're like, "Oh, dude, I this is my thing." Man. I
1: th- yes, yes. Um I I think the best answer to that question um it, 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 I have like an example of it, and it's it's equal parts like, oh, I am capable, and oh yeah, this can be joyous and easy and fun. Yeah. But there's also like a maddening sensation to that, where like the thing that you worked on for for maybe sometimes like two weeks, and you pitch it, and you're like, no, it doesn't, and you tweak it, and you go, just never sees the light of day, and 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 people are like, why do you keep pitching? Why do you believe in this? Yeah. And and f- then the inverse of that is, like, I did McConaughey after the Oscars at, on update, mm-hmm. right? And and it was right after True Detective season one, and I'd watched all of that, and his thank you acceptance speech was just nonsense of metaphors. And and me and Mikey Day, like, I, I kind of pitched him the thing, and he's like, absolutely. And I think I honestly, like, improvised for 25 minutes. We wrote down most of that. He added, like, five or six jokes, and it was done. And that's pretty much what went... On air on air oh, and wow. you're just like and 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 we enjoyed it and we laughed or like this is ridiculous so silly and it just caught that thing like it is the thing that I both love and and like at times start to surrender on which is like when it's funny, it's funny. When yep. when you're in it and you just can't help but laugh, it's just there. As subjective as comedy is, sometimes there you you step just slightly closer to objectivity, where you're like, "That's really funny and silly." And everybody everybody in this would room be like, "That's very funny. Yeah, that's yeah. great." Yeah. And that it, and that was well received, and that was fun to perform. Like it was so fun to perform. Yeah. Um, and it was like. That took half an hour and and it made good TV <laughs> and everything else I've put like my heart and soul into is like placed at the bottom of the stack and trash and stuff, you know? <laughs> so, so it's maddening. There, there's absolutely moments where you get, where you, you re are rebitten by the bug, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Where you go like, Oh yeah, this. Right. And I think for me in those, I'd be curious to hear your answer too. For me, those moments of like, I'm not funny again, also m- now mixing in as i age of like what's the point like to what means right. it's for that thrill of just l- of of the presence of discovery and enjoyment mm-hmm. of of comedy i don't know that there
0: is an art form i love more than that it's very well said and also t- uh, what you said is i haven't really articulated but when you said it, I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what it is. Sometimes the thing you make in the shortest amount of time, for some reason, it's so authentically you comedically, your brain hasn't had enough time to analyze, dissect and ruin it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I you, do. you didn't give your comedy mind enough time to be like, no, oh, fuck this, you know, and go <laughs> yeah. to town on it. And I just shot a Netflix special. And and I, you know, the the, the editor was like, hey, man, like, got to give you your first round. Like, let's go. Let, let's go. You know, and I was sitting for a week. Because I just had so much anxiety about it. And I literally would go home, set up my computer, make coffee, do the thing, get ready. And then the moment I would go to look at it, I was like, I'm going to go play with the dog. And yeah. I would go play with the dog in the backyard for an yes. hour. Yes. Like a loser. And then I'd find something else to fix. And then my computer would die eventually. And I'd go, well, I got to charge it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be on it while it's charging. I'm going to put it in the... So I found ways to, to just procrastinate, procrastinate. And then finally, my wife was like, come on, dude. Like, you, you really should. Like, take a night. Let's do, let's do the thing. And I admit it. I was like, I need your help. Mm. I just need you to, like, be there right near me because I'm f- – I just – I hate – I loathe watching my shit. Yeah. It's just hard. It's just yes. weird to do because you nitpick it. You're like, why do you look like that, you yeah. dummy? You look like – it. <laughs> like, whenever you watch back yes. something, don't you just go, you uh, You look so stupid Everything right – and
1: the thing I'm looking at and criticizing is not helpful to making it better
0: either. It never yeah. is. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. nitpicking. So, anyway, like you said, it was funny, but uh, uh, I had put two jokes in – or two – uh, uh, two tags I had put in the special that I had wrote literally waiting for the show to begin I was mm. in the dressing room and I was going through the list and going over and I just for some reason it was like oh yeah, I really like that and I wrote that down and then the second one came again it was almost like consecutive and I was like well I'll just try it on the first show if it's trash I won't do it for the second show and it was in the first show and it did great and we're keeping it and I oh, yeah. was like that's just what it is it I was so when I wrote it I was like Oh, that's really funny. And it made me <laughs> laugh, and I didn't try to ruin it. Yeah. And once we put it out, it was done, thank God, because I didn't have time to keep trying. And yeah, those moments are what make you go, oh, man, that's okay. Yeah. This is great. I, yeah. do, I, I know what I love. I love this, this. that thing. I don't love the playing surgery on right. comedy. In here... This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by BetterHelp. Guys, I've spoken pretty openly on this show about uh, mental health help and mental health awareness. Um, I do uh, believe in it very much. BetterHelp has been great for me. I started it over the pandemic. I've tried a million different uh, kinds of therapy, different versions of it, Uh, but BetterHelp is incredible. Uh, We can only control so much in our daily lives, and sometimes we're not working on the old Noodle, because life doesn't come with a user manual. So if it's not working out for you, um, it's okay that you feel kind of stuck, stuck in a rut. One of those dreams where you can't punch or can't run or can't swim. Um, BetterHelp is there to help you. They've connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, accessible uh, from anywhere, and it's 100% done online. That's, again, a big push for me is, listen, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You don't got to get out of the bathtub. You can do it in the shower. Just don't get the phone too wet. Uh, You can do it in your backyard, in your front yard, on your roof, outside. Please be safe while you do it. But anywhere you want to be connected to the Webernets, you can talk to somebody, uh, and it's super helpful. And they're the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp is matched over 3 million people. Like I said, professional licensed therapists, and they're vetted. They're available 100% online. It's affordable. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com whiskey. That's better H H-E-L-P, E L P H-E-L-P.com slash whiskey. Bespoke Post. I've talked about these cats for a while now. That box of awesome that they send out is exactly that. You can gear up. For the fall of Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must have box of awesome collections. Uh, they partner with small businesses, which I love, and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every single month. No matter what you got going on, Box of Awesome has got you covered. Camping gear essentials, travel, they got autumn cocktail kits, which they sent to me. A thank you, Bespoke Post. Uh, that box of awesome is awesome. Uh, to get started, just take the quiz. Go to boxofawesome.com. Your answers are going to help them pick the right box of awesome that's fit for you. They release a new box every single month across a ton of different categories each box they value at $70 but you only pay a fraction of that price with each box you're supporting small businesses so do the right thing 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small and up and coming brand Uh, I myself have gotten a few different boxes from them uh, over the time they first sent me the cask that was the first one it was barrel handcrafted American White Oak it's been charred to create a smokier cocktail which you can use right at your house Uh, but uh, they just sent me the Frontier that was the newest one I got Uh, it's a pocket knife uh, that was developed in 1980, the good old back in the old days. If it's good enough for naval officers, it's probably good enough for you. Uh, they also got uh, the carnivore, which is the barbecue American rub, and much, much more small, little, beautiful trinkets, collectibles, usables. So if you're interested in this, get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code whiskey at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code is whiskey for 20% off your first box boxofawesome.com. Code whiskey ginger. I like tinctures. Right. Which is...
1: But know. is is so important for, you know, so much of my background is is from improv, improv and from yeah. sketch and, and never stand... Like, I don't have the courage, quite honestly, to do stand-up. I think you um, can do just fine. I, just in that, I mean, there seems you, in the same way that maybe you're defending yourself by going like, I'm going to distract and play with the dog, I'm going to do the things so that I don't dig in and yeah. truly have to criticize... Improv has that built-in protectiveness, you know totally. what I mean? We're like, it was never supposed to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we didn't even plan a single word of it. You wanted this to be and funny, and you're an idiot. Exactly. And anything you liked, I'm a genius and just thought of it. And I'm right. a natural funny person. You know, I think that there is something to the DNA of that. Not that that there. I also think that there is a skill set required, and 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 a, a, a set of tools for improv, but so much of 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 stand-up and and stand-up that I respect it is is surgical and then the extra added thing of making it be like no what it's not surgical this is I'm talking to you you know <laughs> is is it's an art form that I love that I that I that I am in awe of yeah and um and yeah and yet and yet don't don't feel the the pull no to pull. it the only times it happens are only the worst part of my ego going like well at least i could control it and monetize it and travel around and do the thing and the people who are good at it that that i respect have an extra layer of, like, no, it, it
0: is my art form, you know? It is, for sure. It is. It's also, it, it, that's the funny, ba- it's also fart jokes. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is art. And you're like, well, it's penis <laughs> fart art. But yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah. it is art, but it's, it's, uh, I it's love that wacky art. bullshit. I yes. mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, did you, growing up as a kid in L.A., did you, did you ever get into the, because your parents are artists, right? So, like, mm-hmm. did they ever, did you ever go to, like, a comedy club when you were a kid? Did you ever get to see the world? Not as a kid, no. no. Like,
1: a like, uh, stand-up... Stand-up kind of came, like, all of comedy came backwards to me. Like, when Bobby, like, I auditioned for Mad TV as, like, a funny actor who yeah. could who is a good mimic. And then when it was in TV Guide, it's like, comedians, Bobby Lee and Taron Killam are hired for I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not my label, bro. And then, like, going with Bobby Lee to the comedy store, those are some of my first experiences, like, in a stand-up in environment, wow. you know? But you do um,
0: consider, but you... But you are a comedian. Yes, it's now like, I've
1: made peace and I go like, yeah. okay, I've earned some, some stripes with that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I think that's a weird, there is a weird line that a lot of, I'll have this oftentimes with friends of mine who are comedic actors yeah. where they'll go, and, and by the way, everything they've fucking done is a comedic acted performance and they'll go, oh dude, no, I'm not a comic and it's like, no, you're a comedian. Right. You're not a stand-up comic, but yes. you're a comedian, and they still won't take the label. They're like, "No, nah, I don't think so, man. That's different what you guys do." I'm like, "No, no, no. You're a co- you're a." Comedian. I've heard
1: Sasso do that more and more, where yeah. he's like, "I'm an actor," and I'm like, "Yes, you are a talented actor, undeniably. Yeah, sure, but shunning the and and like my 13 episodes on Mad TV, like Sasso was like." my guardian angel like he's the, the man. best yeah, and that is. was the same year that the tenacious d album came out wow. and we would go into his dressing room and he'd play the songs on guitar and we'd sing him he's just one of my favorite people same. of all time same and killer um, calves by the way best
0: calves in the game such just tight strong shaped
1: calves unbelievable
0: carved yeah, it's it, it is it is kind of like when you used to see statues yes. of men's legs and you were like, who has those legs? And that size. Sasso. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's actually him. Yes. That is legitimately yeah. him. But yeah, no, you are a comedian and and also like that thing of like you 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 are an actor, right? That's where your core is. Yes. Which is funny because I'm the opposite. I'm a comedian who loves to act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in the and world of And are very good at I mean, it's okay. You, it's, no, okay. I, it, it's okay. On,
1: you on Dave is one of my favorite performances oh, thanks, in any man. show of, of recent years
0: like that show su- surprised the hell out of me. It surprised me too. Um we didn't think it was going to go it's, i legitimately was like is this show gonna be a fucking thing or not it's so good well it's i hope really the third season doesn't let you down i'm gonna call you the moment yes. it airs yeah, be like, tell yeah, me yeah, what yeah. you yeah. think now yeah. great on one of these old phones like great this, great by great way. not okay, great. a cell phone no, 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 no. i'm gonna get it a... that's that's the stand-up improv <laughs> improv knows the space work <laughs> that's actually right no but i but i but it was always a fear of mine and this is something i want to ask you too is like um you know when you're a kid some people are so comfortable being like i want to be an actor Oh, I want to be a singer. I want to be, and I was so scared of admitting it. Maybe it's because also where I came from, it was kind of uh, that just wasn't our world in Chicago. We didn't know right. anybody in the arts of any semblance. Yeah, I mean, literally nobody in my family has any sort of art. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah. No musicians. No, we have nothing. We have construction workers, cops. Right there, there is no like you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, but they're the funniest on job site. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, They'll course. tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I couldn't admit for almost ever. That I wanted to be a comedian or an actor, Mm. so I would just be like, "I want to be in television somehow," and I lied. Yeah. And then finally, until I actually was like doing stand up on the regular when I moved here, that I admitted to my parents, I was like, "You know, I'm doing stand up," and I was like, "But if I have a job, I, you know, (laughs) I just kept a job." I was like, "I have a job, just so you know. Like that's just a, it's you know, it's what I love." But I mean, it's come on, it's fucking yeah. Like, did you? Did you admit right away when you were young that you knew you wanted to be in?
1: I it, it just, I think it's whatever pool you come from. I just, I came from a
0: pool that was like, you should do this before I even wow. knew so they were what it in, was. They, they were yeah. very influential on being like, we need to get you a part of the theater as a
1: Yeah, kid. like a lot of tangential industry, family members and stuff, like my mom's uncle was Robert Stack. And so like, yeah, from Unsolved Mysteries was say, and, and, that, that, and the Untouchables yeah. and Airplane. Unsolved um, Mysteries. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. The yeah. voice was incredible. Yes. Yeah. 18, uh, 1974 Wait, did you, in Montreal. You did one? Somebody told me you did one. I got my SAG card by being a reenactor on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. How old were you when you did it? 11, 11, 10 or 11, something like that. For
0: people that don't understand Unsolved Mysteries, I mean, for our generation, Unsolved Mysteries was so wild. It was like so ominous. Yes. And cool. Yes. And like, it. <laughs> I don't. But, the well, way, but silly, though,
1: too. Yeah, right. It, was. it wasn't like, um, what is it now that like, like, inside a or what, what, Sunday? There's some 60 minutes like that? No, like, that's more news, but there's people that do like true crime news reports. It's yeah. like, I found a head in the freezer. I was into the podcast world of true crime uh, now. 100%. That's like
0: what Unsolved Mysteries was.
1: Right. But this was more fun because sometimes it'd be aliens and right. sometimes it would be. And they vanished, you know? It wasn't like <laughs> so much like. They were never found again they had a trailer in the desert where he would torture and <laughs> right. cut apart the bodies right. and you're like oh man we know everything now
0: yeah that that's i don't get into that world my yeah. every mm-hmm. woman i know i don't know if your wife like yep. this right they love uh true crime stuff yes and boy oh boy do i not like it at all <laughs> yeah I just, yeah yeah i don't want to hear about k- killing yeah. and like because they always say this, they'll go, and you won't believe what happened. You're like, no, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't, yeah. I don't want to know that his fingers were spread in every state in the United States. It was, it, like, it totally. grosses
1: me out. I think, like, I think I had my phase, and I feel like it overlapped with cereal. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like the, I, I got caught up in that pocket for sure. Yeah. And when cereal was out, we were invited to Thanksgiving out on Shelter Island, which is, like, east of Long Island. Yeah. And... And I drove for the family, and I put, like, my ear pods in or whatever and, and listened to most of it on that drive. And so now, m- like, all of Eastern Long Island is just good places to hide bodies. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's all that the terrain <laughs> represents. Like, so, like, that's a good exit they, they for a neck. They would not find it right yeah. there. They would not find it in that thicket. That's a good thicket. Good thick thicket. Um and, and no, but I'm with you now, and 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 Parenthood certainly has has informed this, where like even Dahmer, people are like you watching Dahmer, I'm Eesh. like I can't, I just can't live in that because I have the true privilege of of not coming from
0: that kind of trauma drama, yeah, in the need to fulfill that kind of. I just don't, I don't my curiosity. Buddy, my my childhood best friend went to Marquette, and every time. I mean, prior the Dahmer, uh, now the whole the social zeitgeist of it all, back then, when I was a kid and hearing about him, he was this weirdo Midwest dude, and my best friend went to Marquette, and he would show me the places, because he was wow. a legend, yeah. people Marquette would always talk about, because Dahmer's house uh, was like right near there, it was wow. right near Marquette's campus, Yeah, wasn't too far away, and I remember him telling me about it, and me paying almost no mind to it, as if like, yeah, he's just some weirdo, creepo killer, you yeah. know? yeah. And then now cut to... This year, he's like he's been like, I, he's he's like been vetted as like one of the greatest serial killers. He's so
1: trending. He's so it's trending creepy, right now, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's like he, yeah.
0: he's becoming the hip. Like I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's a million Dahmer costumes for Halloween this weekend. Certainly, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's I know, and that's how it always goes every year. Like whatever's closest to Halloween that hits is what becomes the costume. Yeah, but.
1: And, and they, and you are taking the power away a little bit by trivializing it, yeah. like it like it's that balance. Are we glorifying or are we diminishing? It's hard by making him a soap opera, silly like character. Right. Um. Yeah. It's, it's hard.
0: It's well. It's tough to know because also I'm sure the families are still like. That's yeah. And that's come out a bunch well, from it's what I've read. Isn't? That's yeah. got to be tough to watch. Yeah, yes. I heard the families that testified because they used the real footage to mock them. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard the families are not not yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. so keen. On hey,
1: lighten that. up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Hey, what did you kill your kid? Up. <laughs> Grow up. It's, it's insane for people to be so passe about something that affected someone so deeply like that. But yeah. You know, we're in a sick world. We're in a sick, sick world. I've noticed that. Let's come, make it come to BC, man. Let's make it come to BC. Let's go to Nothing Canada. Nothing bad ever happens in BC. Oh my God!
1: Cut to on <laughs> the cut news. To. Yeah, pig farmers <laughs> who fed bodies to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do yeah, love Canada.
0: Awesome. I have an affinity for Canada. I've talked about it on the show because I played so much Canada over the years mm-hmm. and touring up there. It's it. What's wonderful is it's not that far from us. But sometimes you go to cities where they don't get a ton of entertainers to come through. Yeah, Vancouver's different. But when I'll go to Western Canada, uh, a lot of times they're like, yeah, we only get a couple of acts a year of certain musicians. Or sometimes we'll get comics, but not a lot of shit will come through. And they're so appreciative. Yeah. Which is so cool because sometimes they go to these fucking cities in the United States and they couldn't (laughs) care. They're acting like... You're lucky that they came to your yeah, show, you know? yeah, yeah. which yeah. is wild. You're like, I traveled to be here. I wanted to bring you the thing. And I think we have a lot of privilege. If you live in a major metropolitan area specifically, that's why whenever you see a heckling video online, it's either from a, a big city of some, you know, it's a New York or Chicago or LA, or it's a small town where someone's uh, on drugs and blacked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just can't. They're not speaking English and they're like, there's a show, there's a shoe. Yeah, yeah. Lady. Uh, it's just shut but up please. It, don't you
1: think I mean I'm I, I'm curious but my my suspicion is because there's so much access to everything all at once every like everybody even even dumb crit dumb you know just like passive observer has become this critic. Oh yeah. And so emboldened by with their voice because everybody has a platform of a bullhorn and your totally. whatever that that um it's so even easier now to shit on somebody
0: stuff. Oh yeah, and and for them to see it. I mean, like yes, I know you're. I know I was gonna say talk to you. By the way, the last time I was at the Rams game, I think you were like right near us. Oh wow, um and I should have said hi, but yeah, uh, you were looking cute, and I got nervous. Okay, and I spilled my drink. i like, <laughs> but but no, I, I I know you're a big sports fan. I, I'm a big I'm a big sports fan too, and it's just the amount of shit talking to athletes that they see these days is also really weird yeah. because they'll interact with the shit yeah which is so creepy because when you were a kid sports writers were the only people that got into their heads a little bit right and they would by the way they really would you'd see some of these guys would get re- would fucking want to fight some of these writers but now it's like mark from des moines gets to say something and one of these guys will respond like yeah. judy might tweet back at him you know, are yeah, like yeah 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 what the is going on yeah it's yeah. crazy that there's that it's way too
1: close now it it, it, it it's exciting and, and I mean the lesson that I hope a healthy person has learned because like the year I got on SNL was the second or third year of Twitter Ugh. so Ugh. It, 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 it was you know I got a crash course and like you can't go to that for input no. even though we all have our narcissists and have this you know egomaniacal need for validation you can't put weight in it for the bad or the good really right. you know what i mean and all of it and and the training that comes with that and what i really admire about a lot of professional athletes or you know or at least the coaching they get is that you are used to that tough love criticism you're used to that negative like you, you get it you know if yeah. your coach is a classic kind of coach is like you idiot get you your get head out it, of your ass you number two. like yeah. and that's love that's encouragement totally. um and and the gear to block it all out the gear to block out a stadium of people screaming while you shoot a free throw or kick a field goal or throw a touch or hit a home run you know yeah. what i mean like it 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 Yeah, it's I I use that as an example of like okay, you know, put the faith in your skill set and not in the feedback totally, and find you know, and find the joy and benefit if especially for comedy because it's so hard. Find the joy in what made you laugh and stick by that and go like no 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 that's funny to me and you're not. Probably a very funny person anyway, <laughs> and you know what I mean. So it's easier to dismiss more and more, but um, but it's still there. It's 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 uh, still there, and it's still constant. It's the constantness yeah. of if you engage on social media, it's constantly there. Like because your wife
0: is also an entertainer, is like, is it easier because you guys can kind of talk about it together? Like that's that, helpful. that helps to be like shut off the bullshit noise and focus yes. on family. And she's a well, she's an amazing, well rounded
1: human being. Who's like, I do this because the. The bosses told me to do it. You know, I post on Instagram when Marvel says it's helpful or whatever. I get it. And the rest of the time she's like, "Then none of this is real, which is nice. Where I'm a little bit more like, man, it'd be cool if I posted something and got some likes (laughs) and then an endorsement or whatever. You know, Um, I'm less healthy. But certainly understanding each other's plights and and, uh, helps us carry it. But she doesn't engage didn't start engaging in the same way and also like snl is such an immediate thing of like i wrote some on tuesday you're seeing it on national television that saturday yeah then to have a new a new tool if you want to call it that to then check in to see what people are saying about it immediately um in in my opinion only is uh unhelpful it's yeah I only know. is da- it's dangerous
0: it's if you're a dangerous on that thing. show you should not be allowed on Twitter. yeah, it, yeah. It, truly and, and i think like you know there are people that do their best at shutting it out you know yes. like i think some people are really good at just being like no i, don't, I don't, i'm just gonna tune it out yeah and not focus on it but i'm not gonna lie anybody that comes from our world of creating comedic content it's so tough to not to not indulge, it's hard. Yeah. Because you, you get sucked into this world, especially if you see something like, the funniest sketch. Dude, Taren had the funniest sketch I've ever seen in my life. And you're yes. like, oh, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And yeah. right below it, it's like, Taryn sucks ass. Yeah, yeah, retire Quit now. Quit everything and retire. I yeah. I, and Which is, I didn't mean to write that, but I was in a. That's I had all to right, you know
1: what? But there was to truth to it. <laughs> I, there
0: was <laughs> constructive criticism in there, and I took it. I just and had I... to say it, dude. I'm sorry,
1: man. In here... We pour whiskey. whiskey.
0: This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery, and they're one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys. I love these folks over at Rabbit Hole. Uh, each of their bourbons are made from distinct one-of-a-kind recipes using specially malted grains you're not going to find anywhere else. You can look, but you can't find them. They're small batch. A lot of people say they're small batch. They ain't. That could mean up to 1,000 barrels. These folks are doing 15 barrels or less. So you know the quality is there in every single bottle that you pick up from your home. High Gold is what I've been drinking recently, uh, and I love it so, so very much. This is their uh, this is their old-school Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, baby. they got four distinct whiskey expressions that I feature on the show. Um, they've got the Cave Hill Four-Grain Triple Malt. This is the High Gold, of course, the Boxer Grill Sour Mash Rye, which I've been dipping my toes in because I used to not be a rye guy. Uh, But I am now. And also the Derringer, the uh, sherry finished bourbon, finished in them sherry cast. is so good, so delicious. Uh, Here's my big thing about uh, Rabbit Hole. They love me and I love them, A. And B, it's actually quality jazz. I'm not going to put some stuff on the show that isn't quality. I really believe in these people. I think they make really good stuff. It's good sauce. And I like stuff straight from Kentucky. And this is where they do it, down in the Kentucky bourbon run. Uh, so uh, jump down the rabbit hole with me. Go pick yourself up a bottle. Uh, I promise you are going to love it. Go to distillerycom slash drizzly, distillery.com slash drizzly. Use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order, or go to com. Just check out the map where you can buy this stuff in your local area. It is sold everywhere. So pick yourself up a bottle of rabbit hole, drink it responsibly. Jump down that hole with me, baby. Hey, did you know over the holidays, uh, property crimes, burglaries, package, theft, spike nationally. That's right. It's a bummer, but that's why our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system. That's half off. What else do you want? Half of it's for free? It's pretty surprising, man. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy that advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Uh, I want to tell you why I like it. They sent me a big old box and they were like, go ahead, see if you can do it, could do it. Very easy for old stupid Andrew to figure out. Um, It was pretty incredible. They have an entire whole home security system. They get advanced sensors for every single room for your windows and your doors. They got HD security cameras. And I know sometimes they say HD, but it always looks like a fuzzy GoPro footage for some reason. These are high-quality cameras, and you can see exactly what's going on both inside and outside your house. I caught myself a raccoon pooping on my roof. For the 50th time, what am I going to do about it? I don't know, but at least I know. And keeping myself safe and my family safe is important. Uh, they got hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other uh, threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. Less than half of the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. The, with that top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in complete control from the comfort of your mobile phone. Anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust all of your system settings right there in the Polymer. Of your hand. So I'm telling you, you want to feel safe, uh, not just now for the holidays, but for the rest of your life, for yourself and your family, or whomever you got sitting around your crib when you are or are not there. Don't miss your chance for massive savings on my favorite security system. Get 50% off any new system. That's fifty five zero, Half off any new system at simplysafe.com slash whiskey. simplysafe.com slash whiskey. This is their biggest discount of the year. That's simplysafe.com slash whiskey. There is no safe like simplysafe. Ginger. I like ginger. Which is, I didn't mean to write that, but I was in a... That's I had all to
1: right. It. You know what? But there was to truth to it. I, <laughs> there was <laughs> constructive criticism in there, and I took it. I just and had I... to say it, dude. I'm sorry, man. Uh, but, But, I mean... Uh, playing devil's advocate I have found value in going like a lot of people said they liked this and people and a lot of people said they hated this and not too many people chimed in going good job so I do I don't know that's that's where it gets so fishy of like how do you find the constructive value in knowing like okay the mass perception from this moment that I participated in Seems to be overwhelmingly negative or overwhelmingly positive, and how do I better myself as a professional creator moving forward based off of that intel? Right.
0: Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss your ring a little bit, real fast. Um, I will say, from an outside, not knowing you, when I did see you on that show. Uh, it was interesting because you always kind of create these these false opinions about people that are on that show, if you, particularly because you don't know who they are as per- people, but you construct it based solely on kind of what they come up with comedically or where they're put comedically on the show, which is funny because you guys are stereotyped whether you know it or not. You know yes. what I mean? And we all are. We all are. I yes. mean, I, I am too, you know, but like, it's funny because that show is so particular about the way it positions and places people, part of the politics of that show but you were always one of those guys where I had heard stories about you over the years, you know, about your process in getting the show and also like, you know, kind of your output, so to speak, which your contribution, like you were, you, you see, you would always, you would always also seem like a consummate, like producer. You were always like putting stuff out or trying or writing or pushing or you never seem like someone who was like, right for me, mm. you know, like, uh, just put it together and I'll see if I, you did... V- Visually, I might be wrong, but it seemed from an outside like you were doing a fuckload like as much as you could to get yourself in a good sketch in a good bit. And I wonder when I saw that, if I'm like, is there ever stuff that you really wanted on there that, you know, was so good, but it never went like was there was there shit sometimes where you're like, is there a sketch that sticks out that you were like, I know this would have been fucking huge and they never let me put it on the show? Not not fucking huge.
1: Cause I don't have that gear for myself. Sure. I have more like, I wish that had been produced so the world could see into my brain. What is that? What's the, the one? That...
0: That, is there one that sticks out? There's one,
1: there's a, there's a couple, there was one that like, uh, and I did get some validation because there was a sketch that actually made it to dress and the cue card guys loved it. And that's, that's like, huge. sometimes that's all that. Sometimes that's better than anything else. Right. Um, and it was really dumb and it was a sketch that I'd done at Groundlings and then it got changed a little bit for for SNL in a way that like I didn't love, but it still had the core and the heart of it. And it was... Um there's that song, One Night in Bangkok. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bangkok, Oriental <laughs> City, but the city don't know. And it's, the singer is Murray Head. And it's like a really weird sounding song because it's
0: not a real melody. It's, it's it, like, one night in Bangkok the guy makes the, the man, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels like it was supposed to be in an Eddie Murphy movie and it never made it. Correct. And it's from a musical.
1: It's from Chess, uh-huh. this musical. It's a weird song and it made me laugh. And so I pitched that Murray Head that that guy did at one point get his own late night talk show, but the reason he sounds like that is because that's just how he talks. And they <laughs> built the song around him. Okay. So when he's interviewing people, he would always just say, "How are you doing? I love this series, Dave. I'm looking forward to the third season." <laughs> and then a of course, the people would sing like interludes. Right. And it was really stupid. And <laughs> but it but it really tickled me. And and the cue card guys loved that. Um. There was another one They made to
0: dress but didn't go it didn't made it to
1: dress and we kind of changed it like before it was like one of those things where the guest was someone very famous you know and I think because what up with that had already existed they're like you can't have real people going what the hell is this yeah and and you going like but I was doing this at Groundlings before that you know yeah, they're yeah, yeah. like okay great <laughs> good for you um so like we made the host a fun character and it just right. was hats on hats a little bit um but that one brought me joy there was uh, there was <laughs> there was a sketch we wrote and the first time we wrote it was the week Trump hosted, um, yeah. and we just tried to write a sketch where he had to be in it as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So it was for like an like a like a downtown Vegas show called Silas King of the Snakes, and the whole show was like a Cirque style musical number that was like Silas King of the Snakes, <laughs> and it was a three and a half minute introduction song with like. Pyrotechnics and acrobats and dancing and telling you all the things you're gonna see, mm-hmm. all the amazing things Silas can do, the way he's hypnotized snakes, where he's traveled to the darkest jungles, and the door opens and it's gonna be the host and be like, I forgot the snakes, and the door closes <laughs> at <that's> the end. <laughs> that's the end of the sketch. It was supposed to be Trump to do and that. It was gonna be Trump. I forgot the snakes. I forgot the snakes. And that oh, was that would crush. And it did very well at the table and then and didn't get picked and then when larry david hosted we tried it and it went to dress but then you you know you don't want to waste larry david you know right. what i mean so like it, it changed its dna so good with trump um it could have been fun yeah yeah it brought, <laughs> that's, it brought, that one brought me joy
0: that's one of those where i can i i see it in my brain and i'm like oh it's it's fucking perfect yeah i i had uh i think i've told the story on the show but it I just want to tell you it because I probably, you, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I'm going to give the quickest version. There used to be a coffee bean across from the mall on like 3rd and La Cienega. And it's, now it's leveled. The street is leveled yeah. still. They haven't built anything there. But next door used to be a Barnes and Noble. Now Then it was a PetSmart. Now it's nothing. But it was a coffee bean in a Barnes and Noble. And I was in there late at night writing with this girl, friend of mine, who was uh, trying to do sketch. And I was wanting to do improv. And we were writing a bit together and uh um in walks norm mcdonald and he walked by us and was like yeah what are you you doing and she was this girl was very pretty and i am not and so he's talking to exclusively her the whole time like and two young kids sitting there by the where you pick up your coffee and there's like nobody in there and it was i was like looking around like is this is this am i in am i in a fucking prank show yeah and he was like, oh, what is that? And she's like, we're writing a sketch. And he's like, I know a thing or two about the sketches. <laughs> and, she, and she was like, uh-huh. And he goes, I'm going to go get the Steinbeck novel. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> and I'm laughing. Yes. And he legitimately, we're, after he leaves, we're like, how fucking cool is that man he comes back with a fucking steinbeck novel (laughs) i swear to god he bought it from barnes and noble comes back with it and i was like holy shit and he sits down next to it well he stood for a while which was kind of wild he would just he stood next to us and was just kind of hovering over her shoulder talking to both of us about comedy and what we want to do and he was just i don't know he's just having fun and then he finally sat down and he started kind of just vomiting stories of of us it was no we didn't ask much yeah but the one thing the reason i'm bringing this up is because it was about um a sketch that never was supposed to be and it was brian fellows uh do you know about that story about no no so him and uh and this is my you know abridged account from what i remember him saying because i was fucking fascinated yeah but he had said that uh, i think him and smigel wrote it i believe uh i think if i'm wrong sorry but anyway they, they were having a tough time getting this other sketch through. And long story short, Lauren was kind of clipping at him a little bit about like the next thing, the few things he delivered weren't, they, just, nothing was hitting. Yeah. And Smigel was kind of annoyed and they had joked uh, sweet, sweetly about that Tracy would, it, it didn't like reading in front of people, like hated, re, hated the reads. And he would have someone there sometimes like, I, I think also because it was maybe anxiety inducing to read in front of people, and, but he liked the performative aspect. So, Smigel was like, as a joke, uh, had said something to the effect of, we should write that bullshit, you know, safari guy show where he's flamboyant and confusing and make it filled with S's at the beginning. Like, Brian Fellows is a safari planet. So it would be like this, like, you know, performative, like big shit like i'm brian Fallows, you know like this whole thing and they wrote it kind of as like a fuck you a little bit being like here you yeah, want a yeah, shitty yeah. fucking we'll give you a shitty script because you didn't like the other three things i gave you and sure enough he's like tracy could i couldn't i'm not gonna do the impression on them but <laughs> in a way he, he was just like oh, Jay, couldn't hit the ball further out of the fucking park like yeah, he wow. it, it destroyed yes and they yeah. were both like well holy fuck is this gonna go and he's like, then they dressed it. And then it was like, holy shit, it's going to be... And then it became, you know... Probably Tracy's biggest Yeah, I would argue sketch? one of yeah, the biggest yeah. he ever did. And yeah. it was like, Norm was saying that that was a... It was kind of a fuck off. Yeah, Going back to... Calling back to what we talked about. It was almost like... It was funny because they were laughing about how insane it was. And it was small. Yeah. And they threw it together. And it was like, here, this yes. is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're never going to let it go. Yeah, And it, for some reason, became... Shilled. That thing, but he, but I re- when he told it, I thought, I wonder how many of those could have also been in the vault. Yeah, because you're, you're, you know, not overthinking that. You're like, oh, that's so funny about the shoe thing, but we don't do that thing. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, a great example of of those then succeeding is, I think you should leave is Tim and Zach's show. Yeah. Because like you know, and not all of them by any means, but I would say you know, uh, one or two every episode or so. Certainly, in the first season, we're yeah. like, "Oh, I've, I saw these at the table, and they killed, right. and then we're not given the chance." I mean, the the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile oh, was, that was written show? for SNL? Oh, yeah, wow, it? and and yeah, and thank was goodness, Dan flashes?
0: And, was that an SNL bit? I don't. That's the think loud so. shirt guy. That's the the super the, the louder tuggers. Or no, 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 the more, the louder the shirt, the more oh, expensive yeah. it is. No, 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 no. Because that, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "That would that would have been a great SNL sketch yeah. of guys with super loud I'm- shirts." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, this is a $7,000 shirt! (laughs) Do you see how
1: intricate it is?
0: I I thought that was so brilliant.
1: It kills me. Yeah, I mean, that that first episode of season two with the prank and the prosthetics (laughs) and I don't want to be here. But more than that, the ghost tour. I don't know that there's a sketch in the last decade that i've gone back to watch more yes. and more the because it's like so pure fun. tim he's he is the funniest yeah and has always been the funniest yeah. and to, like to see it
0: recognized in that way is it was awesome. huge the prosthetics i know we're talking <laughs> we're just sitting here talking about another show but i gotta tell you yeah i cried Ugh. when you see his head down Ugh. And he goes, I don't want to do, do d- it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> be here anymore. That's a- <laughs> you
1: mean like you don't want to be alive?
0: And he goes, because of the prank? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: so good. <laughs> <laughs> we did too much. We did too much stuff. We did stuff. too
0: much stuff. We're too much stuff. <laughs> and it looks Go over and insane. grab that person's tray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the show. I think you should leave. I think you should leave. You. So, yeah. It's so, so good. Yes. But anyway. But yeah, I, that's. That always gives me like, uh, you know, it always gives me that comedian bridge that we have, you know, of like, I know what that feels like to want the thing and the thing and it doesn't go or to pitch. It's, It's almost like whenever I do, you know, we throw a lot out against the wall on Dave and a lot of times, you know, some of my favorite shit will not get into the thing but there's a few of us that are like i really love that man we really should fucking do that yeah and it falls through this weird production crack of like it's just not gonna work and the thing and you're like but it's so fun yeah why can't we show the people the fun thing but also sometimes your creative brain sees it in a way because you're in the machine in the vacuum that sometimes it may not work on the outside and i don't have a good I don't have a good barometer for that. Really? Yeah, sometimes I'll do things. I'm like, I can't believe people didn't like that. <laughs> people are like, they don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Or it yeah. doesn't really register. Yeah. It's inside. But other comedians are like, I like it, which is the sick part of stand up. You'll have comics in the back that be like, that joke is great. How do they not like that joke? I mean, going to anytime I was at the comedy
1: store and Brody Stevens was was performing, like, the best. Uh, the, the best. Yeah. Like, just unequivocally the best and only times I'd see every
0: comedian in the building flock yeah we we, everyone would want to watch I mean you know the funniest part about uh, or the best described version of Brody was Galifianakis said um, he's not a comedian he's a a jock that does performance art and I was like that's (laughs) fucking brilliant cause he is he was this larger than life physical valley boy baseball god who loved performative absurdist you know art yeah. that was that was yeah. his he was fucking fun no one's better at drumming on a seat oh, nobody was better God. at fucking drumming but just on a seat. even
1: like that like it was shocking to me that it never connected and i i didn't know him as well and then and then having conversations with people who knew him better like i think that there were different gears of of self-sabotage maybe yeah but um i was always shocked because i because i anytime there was a chance to i'd go out of my way to see him perform. He's just one of those performers. Yeah. And it was his rhythm, right? There's a musicality to to a stand-up performer where you go like, you know, everybody is, you know, Seinfeld's like, what's the deal? <laughs> you know, like, there, and his yeah. rhythm yeah. was wholly original yeah it was like incredibly unique and so catchy and so fun we're talking we're laughing <laughs> energy
0: yes dictate respond good yeah, like goes, god damn arms crossed negative energy <laughs> it was such a perfect beat the way yes. yeah it's almost like it was always waves yeah take my mom out to dinner i can pay half <laughs> so good he is he he is uh he was a good. He yeah. was a great. He was a great dude, I'm. Yes. I'm sad he's gone. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at your socks, by the way, and I am oh. keep staring down. What's on them? We got dragons and flames here. Yeah, you're a big comic book dragon... guy. Are you? I
1: big... enjoy comic books very much. You're a comic yes. book guy. Yeah. Do you still I do am. it
0: now? Um,
1: not on a weekly issue basis, but like there'll be a title that I'll seek out. Like they've huh. done these, um, uh, Superman, uh, seventy seven, Batman eighty nine. Do you know this? Dude, where I, where I, you don't I know never, I, even in the thing? I can't okay, believe right. I never. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Like when I was a kid, baseball cards, massive. I was obsessed, obsessed, like creepy obsessed. Yes. And then...
1: um, Do you still have your collection? Do you still have your Everything is at my mother's house. I don't think...
0: They cleaned out my old room one time, Yeah. and I went home, and I bought a gun, and I put it to my dad's head, (laughs) and I said to my mom, if you throw any of that shit out, he's gone. And she's just started to throw it away. She's like, do it. Do it. No, but I told him, I was like, please just throw that shit in a big... Tupperware bin, yeah. and put it in the basement, and I will get it. Yes, I just please just throw it all in there. I'll figure all of it out. I don't think I'm ever going to do anything with it other than be that old weirdo with my kid one day, who's like, yeah, this, you know, this Sean Kemp was worth nineteen dollars <laughs> at one point, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, a, what, a, you know, this is a Rain Man, but yeah. what, but I don't know if I'll ever have anything. But when I was a kid, trading them, uh, so fun, oh uh, yeah, and but valuing them like the Becketts, yes. even just being, even scrolling my little tiny. Dirty fingers on those yeah. Beckets and being like four dollars eighty seven cents. We yeah. bought it for sixteen cents. That's that huge. smell of that newspaper page oh, in love. them too, fresh yeah, printed huge, and stamped. Huge. So, but do they have becketts for comic books too, or no? Uh, I'm sure they thing? do.
1: I was more into the Beckett than the pricing for baseball, baseball cards than cards, the yeah. com- comics. I just like the stories, the visuals, uh, the the sort of. The you want a, co- you of it. want a
0: collectible. I've
1: never been like a cardboard backing uh, kind of guy. Um, that that kind of came later. Where I was like, it'd be cool to own that issue, that first appearance of Gambit. Would you be have, cool. Do you have
0: one that's like absurdly rare, or expensive? No, no, you don't, you don't have that. Not.
1: no, but a Chicago-related story. Give it. Uh, first little league team that wasn't T-ball, like first true like kids pitch little league team, the Cubs played second base my dad is our coach is like best player on the cubs is in second base ryan sandberg that's right and i am um, probably you know this is 89 something like that 88 89 88, 89 yeah yeah and i'm like he's my favorite player ever then and so like ryan sandberg is it stuck for you. to it and have over the years collected every rookie card of his that i can find wow so i have something like eight or nine different ryan sandberg rookie cards wow. L- loved it loved the cubs uh, had had never been to a game in Wrigley Field, had never spent time in Chicago, despite mm. m- a majority, a vast majority of my favorite people being from there. And then three years ago, was asked to officiate a wedding um, a- a- in Chicago. So Kobe and I went. We. Arrived, we went to the welcome dinner. We're like, hey, we're so excited, it's gonna be awesome. I I dragged her to Second City. I was like, we have to be in that space. I have to see a show there. We did, totally. it was amazing. It was like it was shocking to see like what a business it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that whole yeah. facility, like walk by Steppenwolf, and like this is the best. We did the wedding the next day. It was so fun. The following day, she had been on a show with Jake Johnson, and he's like, Oh, you're going, yeah, I'll, hey, I'll send you to Wrigley. And mm-hmm. so got us the hookup of all hookups. We sat like, you know, right in front. Awesome. And I'm telling the guy, I'm like, this is crazy. You know, for, I, we went early. Cause I was like, I really want to take in the neighborhood. I yes. want to do the thing. I want to see Clark street. I want to do it all. I want to see the bleachers and people's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. townhomes and stuff. And we get there and I'm telling the guy who's giving us a tour. The story that I started with. And he's like, Oh, Ryan's here. Ryan, You want to meet, you want to meet him? And I was like, please please (laughs) and i think like his daughter was with him or something and there's that generational thing where like she knew like oh these are people on tv and dad like doesn't give
0: a shits but dad used to be baseball yeah yeah
1: i got a picture on the third baseline with ryan sandberg jesus cubs won the game wow uh, kobe and i walked from wrigley down clark street all the way back to the river Oh wow! That's a hike. It in. That's a hike. It was, uh, you know, yeah. It's a good walk. The feet, the feet were sore, but like it was the, it was
0: everything I wanted Chicago to be and more. Wow, um, that's the so way yeah. to do it. Yeah. When yeah. I was a kid, by the way, I loved Ryan Sandberg. Mark Grace, partial to Mark for sure. Some love, love Mark Gra- Grace, love Mark's but yep. but but when I was a kid, <laughs> it took me many years to realize his name wasn't Ryan because Ryan, Ryan yes. It, when you hear Ryan Sandberg, you go, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. And then when you start to collect when I start got baseball cards is when I realize it's Ryan Ryan Yeah. December, yeah. Which a piece of me goes is it was this an accident in the hospital that yeah they ju- Dad was just like I got a boy his name's Ryan. And <laughs> <Yeah, they're> like <laughs> sir spell that and he's like you are not a to spell Ryan. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll find out because it just seems so odd and never in my life have I seen it ever. Another spare. R-Y-N-E. Yeah. Ryan is yeah. so off, yeah. but you got to soaking that up is, uh. He was the best. But you're He's a Dodger guy. Are you a Dodger guy?
1: Uh, yeah, casually, you know, I, I'm not a huge baseball guy now.
0: Um, Me and you are going to go to a game. I'm going to change your let's mind. Let's do it. Let's do it, please. Because I.
1: Football is my thing. I know. Football is my. I love that's, it too.
0: That's my, yeah. Baseball, man
1: yeah there's so much of it i think that's i'm overwhelmed by the quantity too many games being an la guy we're on the west side too Mm -hmm. you may as well fly to chicago to see a game at wrigley
0: versus drive to echo park that's true true. it is tough but also we're gonna go okay great and we're gonna have a drink yes please and uh i'm gonna show you that you don't need to be there to be there that's my favorite (laughs) phrase you kind of need to just uh, live in the thing and yes. we'll talk a lot of shit and we'll throw something at a man. Yeah, great. We'll get kicked out. Okay. Uh, we'll get into a fight in the parking lot over you saying, why would you throw that? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. it's fun. And you're like, it's not fucking fun. <laughs> and that'll be the end of the whole thing. Yeah. But we'll do And then I'll
1: be a baseball person.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is how I became yeah, a, baseball a baseball person. person. We'll do it. I'm gonna. I'm I would gonna love You to it. I would love it. Um, I, full full I, sincerity. I want to say thank you yeah. for coming here today. This means a lot to thank me. You. I think you're wonderful. I right think we blossomed something. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna make sure you're gonna get some sauce if you go down and see my boy. I'll take some sauce. Um, and uh, we end the show the same way. You look in that camera right there, and you say one word or one phrase. Uh, that ends the episode. Uh, it's going to be embedded forever in the history of the episode. It's mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. at some point going to be in the Smithsonian. That's how I view it. I think it'll be locked up forever as the last word or phrase. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead.
1: This wart had great return value. Word about eight and a half percent.
0: In here... We pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy, and ginger. Like that, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.